Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business, and in life, and I love when I am able to welcome back one of the women that has been along this journey with us. Alisa Schmidt is an award-winning entrepreneur and professional journalist. She is the Latina founder and CEO of 30seconds.com, an inspirational digital media platform that makes the world a happier, healthier, and more delicious place 30 seconds at a time. She's also the founder of iParenting, a best-of-the-web digital media company that was acquired by the Walt Disney Company. After the sale, Elisa worked for Disney as director and executive editor of the Disney Interactive Media Group. She's been a newspaper columnist, magazine editor, radio and video host, and creator of content and marketing programs for Fortune 500 companies, and she is now the author of Become the Fire, Transform Life's Chaos into Business and Personal Success. It's an awesome book, and I am thrilled to be bringing you back now on the author's alley, Elisa. So welcome back to Word of Mom Radio. Yay! (laughs) Thank you, Dory. It's fantastic to be back here. I just am thrilled. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome, and I'm really thrilled to be bringing you back. When I saw online that you were getting your first book out, I contacted you immediately. I was like, I have to read this book and I've got to bring you back on. I would love for you to share a little bit about the book and who you're really targeting because Become the Fire, it's just a great title and I would love for you to just share the journey of it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much again for having me and for reaching out. You are the absolute best and, you know, I also have been following you in your journey. So it's just, like I said, it's a, it's just a treat to be back with you on this amazing and powerful show. So empowering for, for moms and women. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do with Become the Fire. You know, the, the journey really, it began decades ago, to be honest, because I feel like it's, it's just kind of been part of my thought process for so long. But it crystallized for me at a mentoring event. I'm I'm part of a mentoring organization through Northwestern University called the Council of 100. And I would say at least, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, I was at this event. And there's, you know, students and young alumni, um, females who are, you know, at those events. And they're looking for guidance and advice and, and mentorship. So I was sitting at a table mentoring a group of young women and, and sharing my story basically about, you know, starting iParenting and, and selling it to Disney and that whole process. And after I was done, the first question from one of those attendees was, how did you do it <laughs> like that? And I was like, oh, my gosh, 
how did I do it? I mean, that's like, you know, that's a stumper <laughs> of a question, right? So yet I had to stop and really think about it. And there really wasn't a quick, pissy answer to, to how do I really provide value and, and get to the, the heart of what she wanted to know. So, you know, as, as everyone else kind of at the table leaned in and was kind of like, yeah, I, I want to know the same thing. I realized that I was going to have to do a lot more thinking about it. So I, I tell that story in the book because I, I really want people to know the origin and how this, ha- you know, came about. It's, it's because there is a need out there for this type of information, this type of inspiration, the stories of women, not just of myself, but of other women and, and, and especially diverse women. You know, I, I think it's important that more and more voices from underrepresented groups are out there and so that women from underrepresented groups can read those stories and take the advice and the inspiration and chart their own path to success. So in the book, in Become the Fire, I not only tell my story and the lessons that I learned from those stories, but I also tell the stories of 10 other women. So, and these are, you know, women from all walks of life and who do all sorts of things, but they're all sort of at the top of their game. So, um, so I, I spent a long time after that triggering event that I just talked about at the Council of 100 and try to figure out how to put it all together. And, and the answer became, become the fire. <laughs> how did you, the, you mentioned the 10 women, the executives, did you know them through business? Are they contacts of yours? And what made you choose these 10? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And so the answer is yes. I, I knew most of them through my personal, you know, life, whether through business or, you know, kind of networking connections. Um, and there were a couple that I had just been sort of admiring from afar, you know, girl crush or, you know, female founder, uh, you know, sort of, uh, I, I don't want to say idolized, but sort of, you know, you're like a fan of these certain women and, and just find them inspirational. So as I was doing, you know, reaching out to the women, started with the women that I know and, you know, kind of doing these interviews, I started to reach out to a couple of those as well and just said, you know, I'm writing this book and your story really is so compelling and I would be honored if I could tell it. And, you know, there were very, I can't even think of anyone who said no. I mean, they were just so giving of their time and their, you know, I think that, you know, women, when, they, when they, they get to that point where they feel like they've achieved some level of success, and these women certainly all hit it out of the park, there is this want to give back or to, you know, give insight or to help others and, and sort of, you know, pull them up also. And so there was no hesitation um, to, to, of course, I'll share my story, you know, so I was extremely grateful that, you know, obviously these are very busy women and they took the time, they took the effort to share not only their story, but the insights, the advice that, you know, that can really help others find their own path to success. For you in writing this book, did you have some takeaways that you came away with? Mm, that's a great question, too. I think, yes. I mean, I have this thesis, if you will, about traits that I felt led me to be able to do what I did. So I sort of had these broad strokes about what I thought I was going to write about. And throughout the interviews with these women, I would sort of be mentally taking, well, physically taking notes, but also mentally sort of saying, okay, that aligns with what I was thinking, or that's a whole new concept or whatever. But basically 
as I was doing those interviews, I was I was sort of trying to find which woman's story fit with within my thesis of of these different lessons, if you will, and which one did she exemplify and where did where did it fit? But there was also some room for massaging and, and making something altogether new. And um so that was that was the fun part, I think. <laughs> it was really, you know, seeing if it was a, was the thesis correct or did it need some tweaking? And you know, I think there was definitely some tweaking involved. It was really a total blast. There was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, don't get me wrong. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but it was also a journey that, uh, you know, I think I learned as much from the process of writing the book than, you know, as anyone else will, I hope, from reading it. Do you have takeaways that you hope your readers come away with? Yeah. Um, you know, the takeaways I think, you know, to me that are the most important are that, you know, we all have differences. And that's what I talk a lot about differences and how growing up I felt really different because my mother was from Puerto Rico and my father was from Yugoslavia. So I kind of grew up feeling like that sort of odd person out in, in a lot of situations. And, um, you know, how that made me feel like an outsider. And I think a lot of us, you know, grow up feeling that way for whatever reason. You know, there's there's tons of reasons, not just because you're a first generation like I was or a person of color or that you have a different uh, sexual preference, whatever it is that makes you a little bit different. And, you know, instead of thinking of it, my, I guess my biggest takeaway is that instead of thinking of that as something that holds you back, start to try to, you know, see it as a strength because, what makes you different often brings new perspectives and gives you more to offer, I think, to the world um, than, you, than you may think. Whether you're in a boardroom and you have, you know, a different perspective than, you know, the other, the other folks in the room, or whether you're, you know, starting a business because you see a need that others don't see because of your very special, specific you know, lens through which you view the world. You've been through so much. You have your own, you know, I call it fire. You've gone through chaos. You've gone through challenges. I call that fire. And so instead of viewing that fire as, you know, things that hold you back, start to look at that fire as the fuel that you need in order to move forward and accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. So that's, that's my biggest takeaway is that, you know, those very things that you think of as, you know, weaknesses, if you will, are really strengths. And actually, they can become your superpowers when you realize them for what they are, and then you learn to use them, to leverage them to succeed in business and in life. I like the metaphorical way you continually talk about your stripes, mm. your tiger stripes, <laughs> you know, in your different situations, whether it was growing up being Puerto Rican and Yugoslavian, is one thing in business that your stripes of being the only woman, you know, in a room full of lions and there you are the tiger. (laughs) But I really, I, I, how did you hit on that metaphor? Because I thought it was really (laughs) great. I really did. Thank you. I I mean, I I feel like, you know, how did I get there? I, I, you know, there, (laughs) you'll actually appreciate this. You know, I did this series of social media posts about dress. And I know because you and I were just talking about this. And one of the dresses was a striped print dress. 
And so I, that kind of sparked this in my mind of stripes and differences and, and how, when I was growing up, you know, you really, all you really want to do as a child is you want to blend in, you know, so that at least when you were a child like me, who feels like she was picked on a lot, I got bullied and, and picked on for what I perceived as being different. And so I just wanted to blend in. I wanted to do whatever I could do to not call attention to myself. Um, and so wearing that dress in the social media post that I did recently sort of, you know, empowered me, made me feel bold. It made me feel like, wow, I'm owning these stripes. I'm, you know, cause I just remembered as a child, like I don't want to stand out. And yet a dress like that with these stripes, like made me actually, you know, stand out a lot. And so back in the day, I would never have felt comfortable with that. But now that I, you know, have become the fire, I can own that and I can, you know, feel empowered by my stripes and I can, you know, be okay with people noticing me and all of those things because I have confidence and I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. These things that I talk about in the book. So I think that's how I got there. And I started thinking about the sort of the lions and how they're all sort of beige and not very interesting looking, except for those beautiful manes, of course. But just that they all, um, you know, and they're they're kind of in these groups, whereas tigers are more solitary and they're comfortable in their stripes and their stripes are all unique to who they are. So that really started to, you know, feel like something I wanted to, to talk about in the book. So I'm glad that you noticed. Thank you. Oh, I did. I actually wrote down, I love that being self-confident means you can be a tiger among the lions. Yeah, And I just thought it was a really great phrase because so often, especially as women in business, we do stand out and yeah. we can't be afraid of that. I love the biggest, for me, the biggest takeaway is just owning it yeah. in this book and become the fire is just such a great title because it is any of us. All the mompreneurs out there and the business women out there, we have a fire to do something because yeah. women start with why. There's something that's not there and we make it happen because if we needed it, somebody else does too. Exactly. And we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors. But when we come back, I want to talk about iParenting and 30seconds.com. And because again, it's a women starting with why. So we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 
or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we are back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are with Elisa Schmidt, and we are talking about Become the Fire, her fabulous book. But I initially met Elisa through 30secondsmom.com back then, and now it has morphed to 30seconds.com because it encompasses everybody and just making life better 30 seconds at a time through the power of content and community. But you started with iParenting. Tell us how you started that first business and what it was like, Disney. <laughs> well, that was something. Um, you know, that was very early in my career. I had just basically graduated from grad school. I was at Northwestern and at studying journalism at the middle school of journalism and was expecting my first child. And all of these questions, you know, like what's going on with this baby in my belly and why do I crave, you know, pickles and, and turkey sandwiches and all that stuff. And just couldn't find the answers that I was seeking. And at the time, because I, I think, and I, you know, I'll blame being a journalist, but I just, you know, had this insatiable curiosity about it, and there were no real magazines or, you know, resources for expected moms at the time in terms of media. There were books, but I wanted something more, more timely, fresh. And so I decided, well, let's see if other pregnant women feel the same way. Just to your point, Dory, right? Like if I had a need for pregnancy information, pretty sure other women would too. But I went ahead and did a survey and, you know, a resounding percentage of those moms that I surveyed also wanted the information. So I felt confident knowing that my gut instinct was backed up by data. So that's one of the things that I tell aspiring entrepreneurs is that it's one thing to have a great idea that you feel it in your bones. You know, I, I know this is great, but you really need to back it up with data and do your research and find out if there really is a market. So that was my way of, of kind of figuring out there was a market. I also talked to professionals in the field, you know, whether it was medical, you know, OBGYNs or midwives and, and the, that type or, you know, people in the baby boutique and childbirth educators. So I kind of got the, the read, took, a, took the pulse of the industry, if you will, as much as I could. And so I felt pretty confident um, in, in launching this sort of pregnancy newsletter. And that, from there, grew into a pregnancy website. And that from there, of course, led me to realize, wait a second, you know, pregnant users are only pregnant for so long, and then they're going to need someplace else to go. So that led to a baby website, and then a toddler website, et cetera. And so I parenting grew from a need and a, and a natural organic way that starts with, you know, actually preconception. We, we backed up and started going, you know, from preconception all the way through raising teenagers and everything in between. And we also had a site for grandparents and a site just for moms and a site just for food. And so we just started to really create this lifestyle destination for parents around the world. And it was absolutely remarkable to see it grow and to watch parents around the world communicating and not only with us, but each other. It was really a, a beautiful thing. How did you wind up selling it to Disney? Well, 
that's that's another great story. So, <laughs> you know, year after year, you just watch this thing grow. And, you you know, in the book, I talk a lot about my gardening and how, you know, your sunshine and water and, and you know, all of this love that you put into your garden and pulling the weeds, of course, and, and you know, all of the struggle to get something beautiful to grow. And that's exactly what it was like to grow the business, you know, so much pain, so much beauty. Um, but at the end of the day, all of that hard work it, it started to lead to accolades. So you mentioned Best of the Web. We are ranked Best of the Web by all kinds of publications, Newsweek, U.S. News and World Report, the London Times, like all of these big major publications were saying, you know, this is, you know, the best parenting site. And we were like, wow. I mean, just, you know, just so much effort and, you know, so much work to, to, to have this amazing result that you're not even really trying you were trying to achieve that but that it just kind of happened by virtue of pouring our passion into this website so over time companies started to notice and they would reach out and say hey you know do you want to collaborate or hey you know if you ever think about selling your business you know we would be interested so after enough of those types of inquiries happened we started to sort of take it seriously and say, oh, well, maybe, you know, because it was hard for me. I, I couldn't imagine not having my business. It was like another baby. You know, you started it from nothing. You nurtured it. You know, you grew it. And, and all of a sudden, it's part of your life. It was part of my identity, actually. But we started to engage in these, you know, talks with these companies who had been reaching out. And, you know, Disney ended up being the one. And I talk about why it was so powerful for me because Disney really meant a lot to me in my childhood. And so um, having them acquire iParenting was just like mind boggling, first of all. And second of all, was, you know, truly, you know, to use the Disney phrases, you know, dreams come true. So it was, it was really incredible. And then the whole transition from, I, you know, running a small um, entrepreneurial business to working for one of the biggest media companies in the world. That was a whole, that's another chapter of the story. So how did you go from there to now 30 seconds? Well, again, when I've met you, it was 30 seconds mom mm -hmm. and now it's 30 seconds.com. I'd yeah. love to hear about that and that evolution. Well, thank you. I mean, so, so yeah, working for Disney, I was there for a couple of years as their director and executive editor for the Disney family group. And that was amazing. Lots of really interesting things happened at that time, including uh, working with my boss, Emily Smith, who I write about in the book. I got this, I started to see while, you know, kind of in that time, the proliferation of mobile phones, right? Like it's, during that time, the iPhone came out. And so I was using this company issued Blackberry and all of a sudden I had an iPhone and a Blackberry because I was just completely fascinated by the iPhone. And it just became, you know, sort of, I could see that the iPhone just changed the game. It meant that, especially moms, so that remember, that's my prism, like how I viewed the world was like as a mom and a working mom. Um, that enabled me to do anything from, you know, getting coupons or searching recipes or, you know, uh, you know, obviously messaging people and just making my life much easier. And I started to see every other mom I knew doing the same thing, whether we were in the school pickup line waiting for our kids or I was in the grocery store, whatever, every single mom was using her phone to, you know, like a personal assistant, basically. So I thought, that's it. That's, my, that's the future. That's the next, you know, challenge for me in, in media and entrepreneurship. So when I left Disney and, um, you know, kind of, I, I was, going through a divorce and was a single mom and sort of, you know, calming down my world for a while. But eventually that idea just wouldn't let go. I'm like, that's my next thing. That's my next thing. 
And so eventually I started to work on it. And, um, and I, you know, originally had this, like, this thought that this was going to be just like quick tips for moms so that when they're out and about, they can get some, you know, a quick recipe or a quick parenting hack or whatever. And so built a, a proof of concept and, um, you know, launched the website, sort of thought take off. And then over time, by watching the data, seeing what users were responding to, what did they want more of, what did they want less of, we started adding channels. So we added a channel for dads, we added a channel for just for food, just for travel, just for beauty and things like that. And then, so that kind of happened over the years, but then even further into the journey, started to really see that it was really about food and health. So now what's really propelling our growth is not only kind of this, you know, parenting angle, but really it's the food and the health, especially during the pandemic, by the way, you can see like all of the searches, you know, for, for those two things, because health, of course, because of the pandemic, but also food, because we're all staying home and cooking more. So we've been really loading up on recipes and that's really been driving a lot of growth for us. I just find your whole journey so fascinating, Alisa. I really do. It is so amazing to just watch as it continues to morph. The book was absolutely the next step because, again, who doesn't want to know how you did it? And you really, it is a wonderful read. And it's an inspirational one. And it's one that makes you think. And there are a lot of things in there that you can identify with and and I, I really, I applaud you for doing this. So Thank what's you. next as we're wrapping <laughs> up? I mean, I know because let's face it, you are that fire. So <laughs> there, I know you're not done. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, you know, it's funny. I sometimes, I, I think probably my family wishes that I would just sort of like calm down. Like it's okay. You've, you've burned brightly enough, but it's just, you know, that energy just kind of keeps, keeps burning. But um, so I think, what's next is to continue to grow 30 seconds because that's just, you know, really in an amazing place and doing incredible things and inspiring people all around the world. So I, I love that. But what I really see now is, is with become the fire and the interest in more sort of interactive experiences than just, you know, after you're done reading the book, what, what's next, you know, how can you apply that? So I think what I'm going to be doing is looking to, for ways to, brought in that platform. So Become the Fire is not just a book. It's really a, a platform. It's it's really there to help women um, and, you know, really anybody who wants this information, it's not just for women, but, you know, to encourage women and, and those from diverse backgrounds and underrepresented groups that, you know, th there are many paths to success. There are many ways to define success and there are many ways to leverage your, you know, quote unquote differences or your stripes to your advantage. And so I want to be able to um, put that out there digitally. I want to be able to have interactive experiences. I want them to feel like they can engage and, and learn from, from, you know, not only me, but the other women in the book and other mentors that I'd like to be able to, you know, bring on to this platform so that there's a real, you know, give and take and exchange of information. So because the way that I write it, about it in the book and the way I believe that it should be is that, you know, when one of us succeeds, you know, that just means that it's paving the way for more of us to succeed. And as more of us succeed, that's how our success will spread like wildfire. That's the way I want to see it. And that's what I want to do to help. We always say that when you win, we win. Yeah. And that's how it should be. As women, we have to be empowering each other. We have yeah. to be encouraging and, yeah. and educating and letting uh, every woman know that they're not alone. 
Right. They're not alone out there in the struggle. They're not alone out there in the trenches. Okay. It's that meme that the struggles that you've gone through, when you share those, it becomes the roadmap yes. for somebody else to pave their way. That's, that's exactly it. And that's what this book is. It's a roadmap. It's, it's, it's not, and it's not only you know mine, it's, it's, it's these other women, too, who shared their struggles, their fire, their journeys, and, and, and with all with the intention so that the reader can take it, internalize it, see how it fits into their worldview, and then make their own path, you know, so hopefully it helps. Hopefully it will, it will, you know, get more women to become the fire. What a great way to end this conversation. How can everyone reach out to you, Elisa? Well, you know, I think the best way is to just visit me at becomethefire.com. That is, uh, you know, that is where we're, we're filling up all of the, um, you know, pages with, with great content. You can get, you know, more in-depth than really in the book because I'm, I'm adding photos and sort of backstory and insights that, that weren't able to be put in the book. So that's, that's kind of the, the destination is becomethefire.com. All of Elisa's links are going to be live on wordofmomradio.com. And we're going to have all of her social media links. So you'll be able to find 30seconds.com and Elisa herself because yeah. she has her own site. Yeah. All of those links will be up. And I encourage you, we'll have a link to the book. It is available. Get this book. It is a really good read. And it is a very inspiring read. And it's an inspiring read because it hasn't been an easy journey. So very often people think that women who are successful that you were just born with that silver spoon in your mouth mm -hmm. and very often we're not, right. you know, and, and it is finding that way to feed ourselves without the spoon. Yeah. And so <laughs> <I like that>. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You have to make your own spoon, you know, without a doubt. So I just, Elisa, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to be here. I love watching your journey. I really do. As Become the Fire grows, come back. As this community grows, bring it back to Word of Mom and let us yeah. continue to feed the fire. <laughs> you know, I I really, I just thank you so much. It's, it's an you, awesome Dory. journey to watch. Thank you, Dory. And, and I, you know, I am very grateful for you. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I can say the same thing right back to you, by the way. You are the fire, Dory. <laughs> You know what? It's the Puerto Rican girls in us, baby. <laughs> it's really what it is. <laughs> it Love is. That. So, there go. so for all of you tuning in, thank you so much for being here with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure, she is sure. She